The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Quarantine House. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. How you doing today? <laughs> oh, Carol. <laughs> Uh, Did you watch it? Uh, we we made it through an episode. Oh, uh, come on! It yeah. gets so much crazier. Oh, I know, I know, but like it, it reverberated. It, it it was one of those things where there's there's a lot going on, and and I've heard yes. bits and pieces about what comes from there. We're we're talking about Tiger King for those yes. uh, unaware. Oh, by the way, I'm Marty. I'm Kristoff. Everybody knows about Tiger King at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I honestly saw instances online and offline this week. Well, offline being a pejorative term. So, like, in my company Slack, where right. people were like, hey, have you seen this? No, I don't know what it is. Like, oh. there, there are people still getting aboard the train. Um, Those are people with children who don't yeah. have time to just throw on a six-part documentary series on Netflix. Well, Poor uh, sons of bitches. A fucking friend of mine. <laughs> He literally tweeted the other day, uh, hey, should I watch this? My kids are around. And I just oh, responded, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Very hard R. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Tiger King, if you have not watched it, the story of Joe Exotic as well as two other crazy cat people. And by oh, cat oh, people, we mean boy. people who literally own tigers. Big cats, yeah, yes. big cat people. Uh, and uh, the special breed, yeah the uh, the rabbit hole that goes down is crazy. Man, but... it's 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 a it's a tangled web of uh, deceit, murder, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Belig- uh, uh, or sorry, uh, polygamy, <laughs> uh, polygamy, polygamy, um, uh, television di- production, dismemberment. Yep, dis- dismemberment. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, anything anything you could think of it's uh again i finished it after we finished recording last sunday yes. um hi- highly highly recommend uh also also watched mcmillions on oh the i've HBO. been meaning to watch that because i i remember the uh was it daily beast story that inspired mm-hmm. it 
Um, and that is a crazy fucking story. It is. That's another tangled web. Far less dismemberment and yeah. um, and big cats, but yeah. still uh, still a solid watch. Yeah. Uh, high level on that one is uh, basically there is an FBI investigation into the McDonald's Monopoly game, mm-hmm. which uh, my uh, former fat kid youth uh, spent a lot of time playing. Hell yeah, uh, brother. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like, oh, you can only get the pieces by supersizing? Like I wasn't going to supersize already. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what What is with that? By the way, this is a pro wrestling podcast. Um, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, what? I, I don't know what it was. When I was a kid, like, by kid, I mean, like, when I was, like, 11 through, like, 15 or whatever, mm-hmm. it felt like as a dude, when they said, do you want to supersize? I had to say, Yes. Yeah, you were challenged. Like, are you yeah. threatening me? Do you yeah, think I yeah, cannot do yeah. this? Exactly, exactly. Do you see these husky-sized pants I'm wearing from J.C. Penny right. right now? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from the special section that my yes. mom had to go shop in? Yeah, yep. those. Yeah, yeah. and then take I... me in and jiggle jiggle the front of the pants like, get off, get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, the, the quarantine house uh, coming at you 17 days in. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is – how. Oh yeah. How, how is your toilet paper stock doing, my friend? Uh my toilet paper stock actually okay, but my wife uh was like, "Hey, if you can get some, that would be awesome." So okay. I used the tactic I'm not very proud of, but it really shows the the state of the world today. Um Chris, eBay. Are, uh, no, no. Close though. Chris, uh, okay. are you familiar with nowinstock.net? No, I am not. I've never heard of that. So nowinstock.net was invented, as you might have just heard my cats yelling. I think they're about to fight behind me. Uh, That's going to be fun. Um, Watching. Yes. Uh, So nowinstock.net was invented way back in the days of the Wii and the the, the, uh, like Nintendo classic things. Basically, it was designed for people to be able to get video game systems. Okay. But now they're using the same algorithm so you can find out when... Things are in stock on Amazon, like toilet paper, ah, like disposable wipes, like all of that. So yeah, your boy's got a case of thirty rolls of toilet paper coming on Monday. Nice. What's yeah. your uh, what's your brand of choice? Uh, well, in this instance, you really didn't have much. Like, if it were up to me, I'd be a yes. Charmin guy day in okay. day out. But this is the Amazon brand that's coming, so we'll gotcha. see how that works out. What's your uh, what's your Charmin type? Uh. I don't even. Know. It's just like whatever's in the red wrapper. That's all I really know. I, Ultra I, strong, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cheers. I, I I just know it's a it's a fine construction of the TP and makes my bottom feel nice. So mega roll or ultra strong. That's uh that's that's my sitch as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I I just get always amused when it's like you know. One of our rolls equals like forty eight of the opposing yep. brand rolls, and I'm like. How does that even work? And also, is this going to fit on my toilet paper dispenser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there, there is that. Uh, just, just let me know how many poops I can get out of it. Okay. Yeah. Do yeah the math. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I, uh, you know, average. You know, I'm a, I'm a strict wipe till I bleed guy. So I'm, uh, I'm average. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Maybe not that. That's it. a. It was a bit of an exaggeration, uh, but uh, you know, I I I get into the double digits per poo, so you know, I need to make sure that uh, that everything is you know taken care of. Now I will say I've started doing this again. Uh, the TMI house coming at you. Yeah, TP house. house. Um, I have started doing uh, this move, <laughs> which is I uh, do my uh, di- my daily morning poop before mm-hmm. I shower. 
So I just you didn't go, do that before? No, no, I just go straight from poop to shower. Yeah, no, poop yeah. to shower is yeah, the best it, thing ever. It's very efficient. Very yeah. efficient. No, big big fan of that. Get yeah. in there and scrub all the bits. Yeah, yeah. Had, had not played that version of the game before. Now oh, I'm yeah, now I'm a big uh, fan. It's funny. Back in the day, I used to be a an evening shower guy uh, for whatever reason, and then yeah. I started the morning shower. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is hella hella much better. I can't but, you know I can't wake up without one if I'm honest. Oh really? No, I had no problem. I, I would roll out of bed, and then th- those were those were the years I was working. You know, uh, closing down a bar every night, working Fair. one way or another. Fair. So you know, uh, I would come home and feel grimy. Or drunk and want a shower, so I yes. was like, yeah, yeah, you know how that feeling is. Uh, probably not, but um, <laughs> after, before, or after I pass out with Taco Bell wrappers and stuff, stuff all over me. Yeah. But and anyway, then, and then go produce um, radio, you know, yeah. as, as the Lord's intended. Oh yeah, it went so well, so, so well, it went so well. It was so much fun. It was so great. Speaking of things going well and going fun for everybody, Chris, this week they taped WrestleMania. And for those who don't want a WrestleMania spoiler, uh, you know what? Probably ignore the rest of the show. We enjoyed having you listening uh, because this is uh, is the mother of all spoilers, I think. yeah, the the big spoiler, but like specific match spoilers, I don't want to get into. I haven't read those. Oh, they're not out there yet, as okay. far as I know. Uh, okay, but, all right. But one very, very key big match changed, and yeah. uh, I feel like we're gonna be talking about this for a bit. So uh, yeah, again, uh, good good chatting with you. If you're if you're bailing out on the show at that point, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, uh, hope you appreciated the poop house. Yes, exactly. Uh, Roman Reigns, ladies and gentlemen, off of the WrestleMania card, no longer facing Bill Goldberg for the WWE uh, Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is top out uh roman reigns bailing because of his uh, affected immune system uh after fighting leukemia last year um still you know immunocompromised uh he does not want to risk it especially because let's get into the first person who i think we need to yell at this episode the miz the miz showed up for wrestlemania tapings while sick Okay, do we have an idea of how sick is he? Did he just have a little bit of a cough? Was his was his uh, was his nose running? I don't was know. He... I want to start though by congratulating Miz for after 15 years in the business finally catching something and not just letting it hit the floor. <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven! But um, uh, can't do it when it's our truth. Can't do it when it's. <laughs> One of the Usos, but he sure as shit can do it when it comes to a cold. And he shows up to work anyway. <sighs> okay. Well, yes. Yes. The Miz is clearly at fault here. But if yeah. we're if we're yeah. peeling oh, back oh, the layers. Oh, there, there, oh we're going to peel is, back layers. Okay, yeah, this right. is going full ogre here. There's, okay, there's right. layers <laughs> upon layers upon layers. It's the parfait of blame uh, yes. happening right here in the rough house. So, okay. Yeah. Miz showing up to work uh, with... Even what could be considered symptoms of uh, this here Rona uh, is a terrible idea. Mm. Um, You know, I I get that he may not want to be home with his two kids and uh, smoking hot wife. But, you know, uh, stay the fuck home, dude. I know it's WrestleMania. You've been you've headlined a WrestleMania. So, you know, everything uh, is not worth it. 
and think about the people that he passed, you know, to get there. You know, yeah. he flew there. He had to take mm-hmm. a, a, either an Uber or rent a car, talk to car rental people, yeah. talk to people at the airport, mm-hmm. sit on a plane with people. Yep. Um, you know, the the infection rate spreads, uh, yes. much like Maurice's legs. Hi-oh! Hey! Um, but, uh, yeah, the ter- terrible, terrible idea on uh, on old Mike Mizanin here. Yeah. Uh, fail- failure. Failure to... Uh, to Think with your fucking head, bro. Exactly, because this is also a WrestleMania show where uh, Dana Brooks off of it because she's self-quarantining. Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio, he was not yeah. officially announced, but he also pulled himself off of possibly being on the show due mm-hmm. to self-quarantining. Uh, Bobby Lashley apparently will be on the show in a match with Aleister Black that literally no one asked for. Uh, after self-quarantining for two weeks because he was just in South Africa. Uh, promoting shows that undoubtedly won't actually happen now. Right. Uh, so again, great decision making, everyone. And really, as we peel back those those delicious layers of this blooming onion of bullshit, let's look at the core problem here, which is, well, one of the main events is gone. Well, some of the matches are getting changed. Uh, well, we are totally rebooking everything to do an event that's now two days long and in front of absolutely fucking no one Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon the lone person in WWE management who decided we needed to move forward with Wrestlemania and now everyone else has to do it Daniel Bryan on the show gonna have to quarantine himself for two weeks because he doesn't want to get his pregnant wife sick Mm -hmm. we've got People like The Miz saying, fuck it, I'm a team player, I'm going to go and work, even though he's sick. We've got the fucking Roman Reigns-Goldberg match, which was probably the only real money match that anyone gave a shit about on the card, gone, and instead well, we're getting... Edge's return had some uh, had some interest. Fair. Fair point. Uh, but that's gone, and instead yeah. we're getting, again, if rumors are to be believed, we're going to be having... Braun Strowman, the big show of the 2020s, go against fucking Bill Goldberg for that belt. Which, unless, by the way, Braun Strowman is winning said belt, what a fucking waste of a match. Like, who who needs this? Who wants this? This is going to be literally the worst WrestleMania of all time. I have a hard time finding any holes in your story (laughs) right there. Um, And you think about, you know, uh, the current WWE locker room area thing. So just think about, okay, when The Miz came to these Mania tapings sick, you had Vincent Kennedy McMahon there, who Mm -hmm. is, what, 74? 74 Um, years young. 74 years young. Okay, Lawler's at home. Good for – that's that's good. Didn't need Lawler there. Mm -hmm. Dunn is up there in years. You got old fucking mean Mark Callis out there who's pushing 60. Um, uh, you've got uh, Bill Goldberg who's uh, probably close to the same age. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's early 50s for sure. Um, you've got – I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, edges in a spring chicken. He's not as old as the other guys I would say. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, mid, mid to late 40s. Yeah. yeah. Um, if not, I don't think he's 50. Yeah, um, I don't think he's there yet. But it's just, you know, there are people there. It's just, I don't know. It, it pisses me off. Uh, yeah. Because. I, I, I mean, uh, oh, I, I forgot another guy who's off the card, although for different reasons. Andrade no longer on the card because he hurt himself on Raw. So therefore he could not work WrestleMania, which means instead we are getting a Raw tag title match of the Street Profits defending against Angel Garza and 
Austin fucking Theory? It's a warm body, but not too warm. <laughs> just... And I've got nothing against Austin Theory. It's just literally he's done fuck all on NXT. and He just he's... lost. He yeah. just lost to Tyler Breeze this week on NXT, and now he's in a WrestleMania match. I... <laughs> Meanwhile, if we're just going to put random people from NXT in matches to job... Why not fucking do Matt Riddle against Goldberg? And this is this is what I wanted to get into because they have no fucking balls. Um, you know, this would have been something that would have, you know, really sparked some interest in the show, especially yeah. with everything going on. Uh, but they're, you know, they they're they they neutered themselves out of any kind of uh, fun, creative sort of thing. Riddle's been having a blast with it on socials, which is really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, fuck it, turn it into a a, a shoot, uh, legit Ultimate Fighter match. I don't care. Yeah, let the two go at it. Let them let them work it out. Let them let them bludgeon each other in the middle of the ring. Um, you know, and if you need to get the hammers there, uh, just make just put them on Vince's jet. Oh, and everything Jesus, is fine. God in um, but... we'll, we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, the it, he's right there. He lives there. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing stuff at the PC. He's been he, doing he stuff on NXT. NXT this week, getting jumped by the new team of Tika and Masala or whatever the fuck they're going to be called. I, I don't know. <laughs> Mal- Malcolm Bivens, uh, Samoan SWAT team uh, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just nope. Braun Strowman, who has no heat. Uh, well, he has some heat with people for Twitter stuff, but not the kind of heat you want, um, has done, you know, he just lost the intercontinental championship. So what does that mean? Oh, you get a title shot for the universal championship. Yeah, that makes sense. There are fuck. You know what? I know he just got put in the IC title match, but Daniel Bryan versus Goldberg is at least a little more interesting than Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. Cause we know that Bryan's going to at least get a little bit of shit in and we'll be able to get put up for a jackhammer. Like in my heart, what they should be doing at this point, is uh, not that far removed from uh, AEW, who, by the way, I will just preview later, I have my own problems with this week. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. AEW said, hey, we had this big match we wanted to do. We had this big show we wanted to do. We know we teased it for you know the next week on Dynamite. We're just pushing it off because it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to do it right now. Why don't they yeah. go full weird-ass booking here? Call it something other than WrestleMania. WrestleFest, like, I don't give a shit what it's called. But do just weird matches that make no fucking sense. Just totally toss out continuity, totally toss out everything, and just make it a celebration of, hey, we got these guys, let's do something weird, different, and unique. Do a fucking Bill Goldberg versus uh, Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Do Undertaker versus Dana Brooke. I don't give a shit. Just throw people (laughs) in matches where it's like, hey, we're just trying to give you something different you know kind of like the world's collide shows where it's just was like yeah eh, what the hell we'd never do this normally why not let's do it adam cole versus aj styles like i don't know like just randomly throw people together because they're warm bodies and they can be in the same room together no titles on the line no storylines just do the thing and still do it for two nights because whatever reason you want to feel special that you had two shows in front of zero people like i don't fucking care but make it interesting Instead of giving me this half-assed, slop, slapdick bullshit that they're calling WrestleMania. They yeah, are, they are nothing, pissing nothing on about the, this. They're pissing on the one good brand they have. 
Yeah, nothing about this screams WrestleMania. And the really what should have happened is they should have, well, uh, not retired, suspended calling this WrestleMania as soon as it was taken out of the stadium. Yeah. Um, because WrestleMania, and even even the, the advertisements that they're still running for it, makes it seem like it's going to be this huge, big production in front of all these It's not. No. It's it's going to be in front of the, the, the casting crew of fucking SmackDown and uh, NXT house shows in fucking t- in Florida. And it's not going to be it's not going to be WrestleMania. You can try and sugarcoat it. You can try and plug, you know, uh, somebody of, of equivalent size in there for a match or something. But this is not WrestleMania. Um, hashtag not my WrestleMania. Um, and it's just, it just doesn't, <laughs> we put a little, uh, graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of the screen. Um, it's just, it, it just doesn't feel like it. And honestly, I think trying to do it, uh, even in the state of everything is just, I know, I guess they're trying to do it as a distraction from everything going on, but it's, I don't know the, the way it's it, been it going about in this half-assed way. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Yes. Uh, that's the point I was getting at, but not so yeah. eloquently yeah. is that it's more distracting than um, distracting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it, 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 it's not, it's not making me feel like, Oh, I can forget about our, all my worries <laughs> because I'm watching this. Right. I'm being reminded of my worries because I am, I am, seeing how important it is for crowd noise Mm -hmm. to make pro wrestling work. Yes. Uh, And, and you would think my years of watching shitty indies for, for my age of uh, tape trading would remind me of this, you know, watching people kill themselves in front of, you know, 12 people. Well, guess what? 12 people make noise. Zero people don't. And it's just like, I, I don't understand what anyone gains. Like they're not going to make the mania money for doing this. No. Um, you know, if, if they think that people are going to, you know, pull out the, the, the checkbook and, uh, pull out the wallet, pull out the credit card and get WrestleMania on pay-per-view and hope to get that. That's not going to happen. Also, by the way, cable companies have no fucking idea what to do. Well, yeah, uh, like every everyone's pricing it differently. Like there are some cable companies where night one and night two are both sixty dollars. There, yeah. there are some companies that are doing twenty for one and sixty for the other. Some are doing ten for one and sixty for the other, and it's just like who, who, why, what? Like I, I'm I'm running down the gamut of of the the five W's. What, uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just don't know why we're still persisting with this. And I almost think it would be better, much like their competitors, if they just said, Hey guys, this sucks. Yeah. We're not doing it. No, Vince is too stubborn to do that. <laughs> this has been widely established over yeah. the past, uh, however many decades he's been running this business, uh, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, he's not going to give up on his brand and it's going to, it's going to hurt the value of the brand eventually. Um, yeah. you know, he, he could have just, especially with everything going on, not knowing how long everything is going to last, just say, fuck it, you know, suspend this, do some of these matches on Raw's and SmackDown to mm-hmm. try and pop mm-hmm. those numbers. Um, not do the big weekend show and then, you know, kind of push some of these stories out and make SummerSlam, you know, potentially the big thing, uh, if everything's better yeah, by August, yeah. which we don't know. Um, 
<clears throat> but at least having some kind of plan in place would have would have been better. It's just, you know, what 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 the way they're doing it is, is just not moving the needle, and it's it's just kind of just annoying and pissing me off. Like, yeah, just just stop, just cut bait and go. Yeah, um, like I, I I my heart went out to uh, because again, it's kind of the the varying level of contrasts like miraculously the debut of Brody Lee and Matt Hardy in AEW worked whether it was because there was enough people around ringside to put it over or there were enough commentators to make it sound good I feel fucking terrible for Killer Cross because yeah did he get inserted this week on NXT as you know a, a main event guy to apparently fuck up whatever this Gargano Champa thing is going to be uh, which sounds like it's just going to be a random brawl in an empty arena um it certainly seems like it but you know the idea of him debuting without physically being there and just being a foreboding video package felt like some of the most whack-ass shit I've seen on wrestling television in a long time in a week filled with whack-ass shit on wrestling television. That's true. Yeah, it really, really fell flat. And the debut of the aforementioned Malcolm Bivens tag team, you know, fell flat. You know, Tom Phillips and Byron can only do as much as they could as commentators to try to put over these massive human beings uh, Who beating down the stallion. were fucking greener than bird shit, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, it just stuff like that you need a crowd for. I don't yeah. know. It, it, it's, it's weird. I almost feel... <clears throat> I, I almost feel like there should be no wrestling right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just blanket, you know? Yeah. I I, I, I I do appreciate them trying. Both. Yes. You know, I appreciate WWE trying. I appreciate AEW trying. But at a certain point, um, you know, A, you're running the risks, the aforementioned risks of everything. Mm-hmm. And B, the diminished returns of what you're trying to do because everything isn't going to land, you know, either as good as you think or even at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of the lack of crowd response, and like you said, crowd response is uh, p- pivotal, crucial, um, mm-hmm. super important to pro wrestling, and it's just not—it's just not clicking. Um, aside from a few things, and even some of the better matches that we've seen, yeah, just still aren't the same. Because, like you know, the sound of the ring echoes throughout the venue, and mm-hmm. it's just—it's—it's too—it's too weird. It's too foreign. Um, yeah. It, it, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, and and to me, there was nowhere where it felt more clear the, the, the difference between the two than watching AEW Dynamite this week versus AEW Dynamite the week before. Now, look, I recognize the changes were necessary due to the changes in public health, excuse me, public health ordinances in Florida. They, they had to have no more than 10 people on set. In this instance versus the week before where they had, you know, the heels on one side, the face on another, you know, ring announcers, like everything. Um, We were cut literally down to a skeleton crew. And the first, let's call it 20 minutes of dynamite felt like someone died. Like it, it, it felt barren. It felt like a husk of the show. It didn't help that. Uh, if I'm honest, Cody and Jimmy Havoc had a pretty bad match. Uh, I I didn't really care for it, and I I actually like both those guys. I know some people are really cold on Jimmy Havoc. I think Jimmy Havoc is is good in the in the right presentation, and mm-hmm. I feel like if there was a live crowd, some of that might have worked better. But instead, you just had this really sterile, 
kind of sad feeling show. Yeah. And frankly, it was hard to watch. And and that's not something I typically say about Dynamite. I mean, I, I will throw myself like right onto the sword of being a fucking huge mark for that company and what they're doing. But I did not care for 75% of Dynamite this week. Yeah, most of the show didn't work. And even some of the stuff they had better control over, the, the pre-recorded stuff. Just didn't uh, didn't mesh well with everything going in uh, in there as well. Uh, I will say, um, I think Sammy and Kenny put on a really good There's match. There's your twenty five percent right there. Yeah, that's all, a word for me. All things considered, I mean, those guys are both super talented and work pretty well together. Yeah. Um, and just think of how much better it would have been with the crowd there, but not having the crowd didn't ruin the entire situation um you know a couple other positives for me at least i thought that kenny and cody on their own or you know separately brought an interesting perspective to the uh to the commentary team i mean it was good hearing tony take the reins again Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. do what he does uh, you know admittedly he was you could tell he was a little uh nervous and he even said as much uh for you know for running the show but i think you know, Kenny, who's not known as much of a, you know, talker yeah. so much. Um, but I think that he, you know, led an interesting perspective and did pretty well in the one match that he did. And Cody, Cody's just a fucking natural. Yeah. Um, he went on a couple tangents, which, you know, talking about fucking Star Trek captains with Tony as he's mm-hmm. wont to do, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, a little distracting, but also a little, you know, this guy's a fucking dork. You yeah, know? yeah, it was, it was it, endearing. It, it was, yes, it was. Um, but, you know. His all these uh, allusions to classic wrestling and AWA and old WCW stuff that, you know, it, it further shows how much he loves this business and exactly. is a student of the business. Um, even the fact that he made Tony pop a couple times with some of his references, yeah. uh, which 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 was good. So I, I enjoyed that part of it. The. All right, let's get into the Brody Lee stuff. Well, well, <laughs> but, but before that, I, I just want to very quickly oh, okay. say something about Kenny. Uh, on commentary. Kenny Omega is such a a unique guy in wrestling, not just because of, well, you know, he is such a talent in ring, but because the way he talks about wrestling, I've never heard a pro wrestler talk about wrestling in that way. Like he talks about pro wrestling the way, and and I know for some, this is probably a, a distraction or an issue. He talks about the way he talks about pro wrestling, the way an actor talks about acting. You know, there there is there is a very interesting sort yeah. of eloquence and focus on the craft that yeah. he has. Like, it doesn't sound like sports commentary from him. It sounds like a movie commentary almost from him. And uh, I, I, I thought that was very interesting to see how that worked as pro wrestling commentary versus what we're used to. And, and you know, with Cody, it definitely was the more traditional style and, and yeah. what have you, even the, even with the aforementioned tangents. Um, it just was like, this is a, a unique change of pace. And I wouldn't mind Kenny being on commentary again every so often just because it felt so unique. Um, Why isn't he on commentary for every Joshi match or any, any match involving question. those those girls? I mean, that's his that's his project. Those are his girls, you know. Yeah. Not like that, but you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like, yeah. He brought them there. This is his right. vision for what it can be. Like, he should be the guy 
sorry JR um, but sub out JR for all those matches and mm-hmm. put Kenny in there because mm-hmm. Kenny understands the you know how that style of wrestling works and he is the best suited uh, Excalibur would be a, a close second yeah. to being able to put that over to the masses and I feel like you know especially after Kenny showing what he could do this past week that should be happening every week. I'll I'll tweet Tony Khan. I'll I'll slide him as the yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. ATK, hey, ATK. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're we're just we're, we're our Kevin Bacon number to Tony Khan got a lot smaller in recent memory. So <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully yeah. that pans out once uh, pandemic's over. Yeah, exactly. Jesus, God in heaven. Um. Anyway, uh, the Brody Lee thing. Um. Yeah. And and I. I I think we will come back to Brody Lee because I, I, I feel like we probably want to get into the Takas Jericho episode uh, yeah. before we, we wrap up today. Um, by the way, probably going to be a shorter one today just because there's so much less to get into. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Brody Lee, uh, his uh, his first pre-taped promo aired um, or vignette aired uh, yeah. as he is officially the, the exalted one of the Dark Order. And uh, he's Vince McMahon, literally Vince McMahon. His character is uh, the amalgamation of every single shitty story uh, that everyone knows about Vince McMahon from eating steak to hating people who sneeze to all that. And yeah, that's does... chewing with his mouth open. Yeah, which totally strikes me as a Vince thing. I hadn't heard that one about him, yeah. but man, does that make sense? It, it, it does. <laughs> But man, is that absolutely nothing what I want out of a Brody Lee? And it was a complete 180 from what we got last week, yeah. which was the most thing, the most striking thing about it. Like Brody Lee last week in, the, in his pre-taped vignette, his debut vignette, you know, cut this great promo. He had this great, you know, cloak thing, whatever uh, sort of gear. You know, I was like, okay, all right, I could buy him as the exalted one. Mm-hmm. And then they they t- totally turn around, put him in a power suit. You know, have him at a at a Morton's eating eating this steak with his these other people. Yeah. Um, and it just it didn't totally sink in with me until the sneeze hit. And I was like, Oh mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. There it is. And it was, it was, it was disappointing. Like yeah. it really, it really kind of bummed me out. I'm like, Oh man, like this is one step away from, um, the huckster nacho man mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. shit from the nineties. And you know, I- I'm not, I'm not against, um, referencing things that happened there. You know, I, Cody did say a couple times, oh, I knew him under a different name, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, we get it. We know. Uh, Anybody who's watching AEW for the most part knows, so you don't have to keep hammering it. But it's just – you can reference things, but uh, it's – less is more, hit it and quit it, and then move on yeah. to form an entire character and program that when, when – now, now you have to start looking back at all this other Dark Order stuff. And yeah. it doesn't really make sense that yeah. this is the direction they're taking this. Like I don't – I'm not necessarily opposed to uh, uh, him in the power suit or whatever because, you know, there were the moments with the Dark Order where like there was a boardroom – uh, yeah, and yet, and there are things like that. Like that's fine, but literally turning him into a one-to-one caricature of Vince McMahon is incredibly uninspired and, frankly, a waste of talent. Yeah. Um. You know, the promo he cut the week before, yeah, it had a Vince McMahon reference in it, but it was subtle, 
And it was mm-hmm. just like, holy shit, why hasn't this guy had a microphone in his face for the past however many years? Uh, five years? I, I can't even remember how long ago it was he signed. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, that that was my gut feeling, that this guy really should have been uh, talking a lot more. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what he does. And I see this, I'm like, oh, shit, cut bait. Like, this, this is crap. Uh, and And... AEW has shown an affinity for trying something, and if it doesn't work, uh, undoing it or ch- you know changing the plotted course and what have yeah. you. I hope that's the response to this because concurrently, uh, minus the fact that he did the sister Abigail set up to the lariat again, which I yeah. still don't like. Doesn't Fine with the lariat, but yeah, doesn't need that setup. I I thought his squash was good, and he had better gear underneath the uh, robe this time, so that was nice too. Um, but yeah, let 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 let's focus on Brody Lee, uh, leader and shit kicker, and and less Brody Lee, not quite Vince McMahon. Yeah, more Dario Cueto, less Vince McMahon. Exactly. Because really, that's who they should have modeled this whole thing after a little more, or yeah. gotten Dario Cueto. I mean, I know he showed up on Curb, but you know, that's what it's so Chris. Yeah, bud. Let's talk about that main event segment. Okay. So here's a fun fact that I learned today, uh, okay. thanks to Uncle Dave's podcast. Uh, uh, Mr. Meltzer uh, revealed something I thought was very interesting. The uh, Kip Sabian-Darby Allen match was pre-taped. Really? Mm-hmm. And while that was airing, they re-taped, the thing. they re-taped the entire Jericho-Hardy segment. Oh, so that was taped as well. Yes. I mean, I, I obviously some of the stuff had to be taped. Yes. The teleporting but, bit. But they refilmed it because Jericho didn't like how it went. So they were scrambling while that was airing to get this done in time to air at the end. Now, that to me is not an excuse for how it ended. It's just that's fucking crazy, like flying by the seat of your pants shit and yeah, for a live TV show, that's uh, that's that's, that's, a, that's pretty wild. And for a skeleton crew to be able to pull that off, mm-hmm. um, you know, as somebody who's run live broadcasts, I'll be at radio, not TV. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts to these uh-huh. things, uh, with you know, with satellites and uh, feeds and stuff like that. Wow. Okay, that is uh, that is certainly interesting. Now, that being said. Mm-hmm. If this is the version they went with, I am very curious to see what that original version was. Yeah. So I'm going to point out what what bothered me more than anything. And I know this is such a minor thing, but it removed the element of this is pro wrestling to me. Okay. The fucking headset mics. Why was that a uh, thing? Uh, I don't know. Like that's, Maybe they were trying something. That's where it went from this is a pro wrestling show to this is shitty theater. Yeah, it definitely had a community theater uh, vibe to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the decision was made for that. I mean, I, I guess for Matt Hardy, he does a lot of, you know, arms out and, and, you know, things yeah. with his hands and yeah. motions and stuff like that, but that's not stopped him before. Right. Right. <laughs> um, or, you know, uh, that, that would be a little more difficult, uh, to have a, uh, a boom mic like under, you know, under yeah, them yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. you know, something like that, uh, that would probably take you out a little more, uh, make it seem like a TV production. Um, yeah, I, 
now was it the the Phil Collins mic or was it a lapel mic? They were on their lapels, right? Um, I think uh, Jericho had like one of those little one, like Collinsy. Yeah, because okay. I, I, I in my mind's eye, you know, I'd have to go back and look, but I remember yeah. like the little like the little foam cover yeah, by yeah. his mouth. I had um, to wear one of those when I did the lottery drawings. Yeah, those are weird. They, yes, they, they, are. they look uncomfortable, <laughs> by the way. Are they they're uncomfortable? Not, they're not super great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I was just like, so that that's point number one, where it's just like, oh, so we're taking the the presentation of pro wrestling completely out of this. And I, I'm not I'm not saying that in a Jim Cornette style. I need pro wrestling to be pro wrestling. It's just I don't know. It, it, it took away. This is happening during the wrestling show. And yeah. it made it feel odd and i recognize it's such a minor thing but to me that then exacerbated the rest so like i didn't necessarily mind the back and forth between jericho and hardy i thought there were some fun lines uh i i thought the comparison of the reinvention of matt to the re- constant reinvention of jericho was clever um yeah. and if matt is now you know uh embodying damascus uh, damascus a three thousand year old spirit or whatever okay fine i i thought the line about him knowing a judas was pretty funny um and i thought the the whole of an ass uh line was funny so i'm not gonna say funny enough for a t-shirt it's a good throwaway line right right um but i'm not gonna sit here and say it was all aces but i thought enough of their back and forth was fine and then you had the teleporting gimmick the teleporting bit was was pretty cringe. I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna, yeah, you know, and to their benefit, uh, or not to their benefit, to their, uh, they they're trying. Okay, they they're, they're yeah. working with what they have, and they yes. couldn't do this in a an arena full of people. No, um, so they're being creative with it and stuff like that. Um, some I I was reading, you know, I wrestling twitter uh as as it is is all over the place um some people loved the shitty carny rough edits of it mm-hmm. and some people didn't um i'm probably more in the didn't side than yeah. loved it there's there's a certain level of expectation with the broken matt hardy stuff mm-hmm. um and it is it was kind of on brand with that, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, at I, this place because it is kind of low rent mm-hmm. and um, just super cheese, borderline cringe. But to the point prior, where I don't remember, and I, I didn't watch a lot of Impact. I watched like the big stuff, the the yeah. final deletions and stuff like that. But I don't remember how the Matt Hardy broken matt hardy promos went in the ring um granted it was with an impact crowd and granted it was with the crowd at all um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know how they went but in in you know the stuff at the hardy compound the vignettes about the green beans yeah. and mowing the lawn yeah that stuff worked yeah. uh but live especially with no audience it just it, it felt like my wife and i were she was like bawling like hysterical laughing at it and i'm like yeah, yeah. i kind of have to laugh at this as well yeah um even being aware of the broken universe yeah i i, I think the benefit of the uh the hardy stuff in impact was they never tried to do any of the gimmicky gimmicky stuff in front of a live crowd yeah um the gimmicky stuff was post-production uh and yes this was post-produced but it was definitely live to tape post-produced um they they really need to like if gun to head i'm running aew and i'm like 
you know, I have to keep producing a dynamite show every week. I need a, a lot more of the Archer vignettes mm-hmm. and a lot less of what they did with Jericho and, and Hardy here. I, I need, I need heavily, heavily pre-produced shows filmed on closed sets, you know, make it look and feel like a TV show and less like a sporting event. Like I, I embrace that you can't be what you are and be something different. Right, and if you're not going to have Matt do a match until Blood and Guts, yeah. why are you even having him sh- come to the venue? Yeah, you're 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 wasting a person being there, mm-hmm. um, and he is widely uh, known to be able to do these sorts of things at his ridiculous compound. And this is where you can yeah. reintroduce uh, Senor Benjamin and mm-hmm. the dilapidated boat, and mm-hmm. you know things uh, things like that, and King Maxwell. Uh, yeah. You know, like build it out a little bit. Um, don't have them. In the same room, you can have, you know, Jericho, you know, do something from inside a private jet. You know, I, I don't want I don't need it in the ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and, and I will say that same statement can go for WWE. The, Absolutely. The, the things that sound most intriguing to me, although both matches aren't ones I'm really looking forward to about WrestleMania to sort of, you know, tie it back to the top of the show. Yeah. Uh, John Cena versus The Fiend. And mm-hmm. Undertaker versus AJ Styles in whatever our Boneyard matches, uh, both are clearly going to be taped on sets. Right. It's not going to be let's try to do a faux version of an arena at the PC. It's let's try to make this look and feel like, you know, the the boiler room brawls or the right. the backlot backlot brawl. That they did. Backlot yeah, brawl yeah, exactly. Like, I'm cool with that. I, I, I embrace that. I think that's the way they got to go here. That's why I was so excited uh, about the potential of the best friends Lucha Bros parking lot match where it's like, OK, right. you're going to you're going to pre tape this and make it this thing that clearly cannot exist in an arena versus trying to do you know, what feels like high end backyard wrestling. Right. Like that's, that's really where we're at with, with the state of both WWE and AEW without crowds with, with the skeleton crews that they have with the limitations on how many bodies they can have in a building. It feels like they're all cosplaying and it's really sad. And I do have to give credit where credit is due. I'm not one to begrudgingly compliment WWE on things, but uh, apparently on SmackDown, they did this angle with King Corbin and Elias where they did this um, fucking Elias fall from the basically the Lion King bit with Scar and and, uh, and Mufasa. That that shit looked real bad, though. Did you see it? it? Well, I did. I did see it. But they're they're trying. They're trying. And it kind of had that um, that cheese kind of pulpy Lucha Underground attempt. Right, right. right. It certainly didn't nail by any means, but they're 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 thinking outside the bun and they're they're trying at least. Um, So I I will have to submit and give them credit for that. Also credit to circle back to the AEW final bit. Um, Jericho cutting a promo in Vanguard one was a 10. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) We could not talk about that because that was outstanding. Um, Jericho, man, I know that Jericho's first move in anything you find threatening is to let them in the inner circle. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and find some kind of nickname for him. He just called him yeah. Guard instead of Vanguard. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and then he continued the bit online by cutting a promo as Roomba. Did you see that on yes. Twitter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking see, that's that's why having Jericho there is fantastic. He's you know he's he's a dad, so a lot of his jokes are dad jokes. Right. 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 But it works in the character of this cocky. Um, uh, not aloof, but just kind of in his own inflated by his own ego mm-hmm. sort of sort of person. And it it, it was fucking fantastic. Um, so it started out really well and then kind of kind of dove down yeah. a little bit. Um, but but yeah, that, uh, you know, I'm curious to see the adjustments that are made this week on Dynamite because um, it looks like they're going to keep continuing producing Dynamites every week. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, yeah we, uh, they, they've announced that lance archer is debuting next week no opponent named at this time and uh just one other bit uh they explained how matt hardy was able to teleport chris i saw that yes. it was a projection by vanguard one yeah. to mess with jericho so clearly somebody saw spider-man far from home this weekend and went you know <laughs> what we're going full mysterio on this this is an avengers level threat yeah. um yeah. And also, Matt Matt stood too long doing the teeth bitey thing with the arms out. Like, just yeah. get to it, man. You don't have to stand there. There's no crowd to revel in the noise. Just just get to it. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's another thing that would be better in post is is trimming stuff like that down. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't nearly as good a show as the week prior. Mm-hmm. Attempts are being made. Um, they're putting some effort in. Yeah. Um, again. They, why is a big question about it, but yep. it's what they're going to do is what they're yeah. going to do. So they're going to do it. Yeah. So uh, let, let's wrap this up with the other big bit of news from this week, also tying into AEW, but also WWE. Brody Lee showed up yeah. on Talk is Jericho this week, and uh, it was basically his version of the John Moxley podcast, uh, sort of airing his grievances, uh, telling the true stories behind uh, his uh, disillusionment and departure from WWE. And, and let's just really summarize it as this. Everything you heard is true. Um you know, uh, he was pegged very early on to be like this Southern wild man by Vince. Right. And it turns out he's a guy from upstate New York, so he can't do a, a Southern accent worth a shit. Yeah. And he was just on the shit list from there. And it, it, it was pretty much echoing so many moments from the Moxley podcast of a guy who's trying to go beyond his creative and wants to do something more than what's being given to him. And really just kind of ignored because he doesn't fit the the mold of what they wanted him to be or they take his ideas for himself and give it to his uh, partner yeah that's true that's true <laughs> uh yeah there was a lot a lot of stuff in there basically like you said confirmed all the all the rumors and everything that we that we've heard elsewhere and it's you know at this point i'm sure as, once the revival is gone they're gonna pop on talk as jericho and, and do the same sort of sitch yeah, yeah. um so I do enjoy those sorts of interviews because I love behind the scenes shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way, you know, he came out looking and sounding, you know, as just a frustrated artist, you know, he wanted to go out there and perform um, yeah. and, you know, show what he was able to do. And they 
repeatedly uh, denied him the opportunity um, to do that. But hey, you know what? Good for you, Vince. You uh, you offered to take uh, his mallet on your private jet. So uh, yeah, so that that that, that was job. one of the 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 most bizarre stories, which resulted in. Uh, one notable internet piece of shit trying to to stand for Vince. Uh, so for one of the Saudi shows, the Bludgeon Brothers were going mm-hmm. to be there. And uh, one of the gigantic pains in the ass of being one of the Bludgeon Brothers is that you had this 15-pound mallet uh, that you had to take from show to show with you. And I imagine much like a championship belt, uh, that, that goes in your carry-on. So you got to take it yeah. through security and, and everything else. And... Uh, uh, Harper, Brody Lee, whatever you want to call him, very, uh, very succinctly said to Vince, Hey, if we try to take this to Saudi Arabia, they're going to arrest us or they're <laughs> going to kill us. Like, yeah, like yeah. this is, this is not going to be looked at in a positive way. And Vince being Vince said, Oh, I got it. I will take your mallets and take them on my private plane with me. No, not Harper and Rowan and the mallets. Yeah. Let's no. clear that up. Yes. Not the talent and the mallet that come with. He just went, not, oh. Not the over six feet tall, uh, yeah. you know, pushing 300 pound performers who were probably forced to flying coach for uh, Lord knows how long that trip is. 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the mallets themselves. Yeah. You know, they probably got their own seats. They probably got their own chairs on the <laughs> private jet. That yeah. are Vince is just wandering around the plane. Once they hit the right altitude, just swinging the mallet around and talking about how oh, he's a big boy. <laughs> Probably. Fucking lunatic. Uh, so, yeah, the um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. Oh, the point of him, you know, it didn't. Uh, Triple H did not come out smelling like a million bucks out of this no! interview as no, well. No, he did not. Um, to the fact where he essentially multiple times. Um, I wouldn't say promised, but, you know, said that he would get Harper into New Japan if he would stick around. Yeah. Because Harper is high on going to Japan and working over there. He's, he mentioned it a couple different times throughout the interview, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, got me frothing at the at the mouth to see some matches. You know, yeah. give me fucking Shingo and uh, and Harper. Yeah, or yeah. Run that back. Fucking, like that. They, um, they did that I'm shit back in. in Dragon Gate USA. Let's see a 2020 yeah. version of that. Um, I have to find that. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, again, you'll see it in front of 15 people. But, you yeah. know, it, it, it happened. Um, you were one of those 15 people. Uh, no, I was not. I was not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, he, he clearly wanted to wrestle and, and yeah, every single time Triple H was like, well, well, do you want to, do you want to work in NXT? I, I, I can put you on there and do you want to go to Japan? And, and really Harper was just at a point where he's like, yeah, I, I, I fucking want to do anything. Yeah. And you know, you look at all of the times apparently that they had this conversation. The end result was he worked uh, Dijakovic at one of the World's Collide shows, had mm-hmm. a killer match, and that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then he, then uh, Harper or Brody Lee, what, again, whatever you want to call him, he, he had to publicly ask for his release. And Triple H was like, look, I can't let you out because it's going to look like people are trying to leave a sinking ship. Which um, Which they are. Like, uh, <laughs> the fact that that's the perception, maybe that's, uh, that's why some considerations, some long, hard thoughts, some, some long looks in the mirror need to, uh, occur for the WWE side, it's but not uh, no, of course it won't because 
of course, Chris, and just one scant weekend away, we've got two great nights of WrestleMania. You've got two nights of WrestleMania. Assigning the word, the adjective great to it is a... Uh, Dude, Gronk's going to be there. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> Can we smash him with the bludgeons, with the, with the fucking mallets? <laughs> Can we concerto with the mallets here? Can you make that happen, uh, you know what, There you go. You want you want to sell those two sixty dollars nights? Promise me that you'll smash him with one and then just murder Gronk on night two. There we go. I'm in. Yeah, bash his bits on night number one. Tune in to see his finish the job tomorrow, and then they just um, implode his face. <laughs> That's the grimmest end of any episode, right there. <laughs> <laughs> the roughhouse podcast is a weekly podcast follow us at roughhouse sgw on twitter and facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast become a donor to the roughhouse at patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast and check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital u c e g j two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the The rough house podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Gold Dust, recently joined by his compatriots in the bloodline of excellence... Stardust, an intergalactic performer of the WWE universes, long-awaited, and finally, it's Dusty Dust, baby. That's right, I got myself a star on my ass, and I'm gonna be moving fast. Got a tight onesie, have some funsy, bouncing to and fro, polka dot, getting hot. I got my boys on east side, smacking backsides on the flip side of that jive ass raw hot. Yeah, hand me some beef jerky, herky murky. It's gonna be slurpy time. Getting the brain freeze, look at these up in the ring. I got the Rhodes Dynasty, fine on knees. Put your lips in between my knees. Sun, stardust, gold dust, and dusty dust. Two people in shape, and one guy who looks like he's half bulldog. That's right, it's the hottest new faction, baby brother, in all of the WWE. You got the dustiest. Sawdust, gold dust, dusty dust. Dusty, time to get the broom out, son, because it's getting dusty up in this bitch. Ain't got no hitch. You think you're going to switch from the shield, play the field up into the dustiest? Well, I tell you what, we get musties. Must-see TV on NBC, motherfucker. That's right. Dusty Dust premiering tonight on WWE Raw. I'm showing up unexpectedly. Hope they let me in the building. <laughs>